And today I want to continue and I'm going to touch on how we are to interact with this world that we are in but not citizens of. And this also refers to that we have to know and understand that this still requires us to tap into the kingdom of God to be successful. For us to successfully interact with this world and in this world and to affect the lives of people around us, we have to understand for that to have power, to, for that to have significance, for that to be effective, we, it requires us to be tapped into the kingdom of God. And it just ties into what I just said before. The fruit of our lives proves that we are tapped into the resources of the kingdom. Alright, so I'd like us to turn to the book of Matthew today, chapter 5. And I will touch on a few things. And I won't finish today. But this, I'll, it's basically like taking a brief walk through the book of Matthew. And then I'll, hopefully if we have time, we'll go to Matthew chapter 6. And this is the only way I, I felt to really express some of these things. You know, Matthew chapter 5, and we'll start at verse 14. And this is something that's known as the Beatitudes. Okay, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. And it says here, and this is Jesus speaking. He's speaking to the multitude. And he says, says here, verse, verse 14, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Verse 16. Let your light sh so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So he's talking to, he's talking to the multitude, relaying the fa who, who the Father is and relaying what their association is and their relationship ought to be. In other words, how they ought to conduct themselves, how they ought to interact on this earth. Okay? He's saying here, we are carriers of the light. And I talked about this a few messages messages ago when we were in John chapter in, in John chapter one. We are carriers of the light. And Jesus said, You are the light of the world. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. So there is something that has to be revealed through us. Okay? So we have to let our light shine. And what does that mean? That is means our attitude must be right. And by doing good. Good works. Okay? Not having only good thoughts, but doing good deeds. So that the heavenly father is glorified or honored. So while we are here. As the light. What we do and what we say. Our lifestyle. Has to be. We have to be a blessing to people. And that honors God. And verse 20. If you go to verse 22. Part A. The first part. Jesus said here in verse 22. But I say to you. Whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And let's jump to verse 24, the second part. Then he said, first be reconciled with, to your brother and then come and offer your gift. 
So it's talking about if you want to come before God and offer up a gift or make a sacrifice to God of whatever it is you want to do, but you have issues with people, Jesus said, go fix that, reconcile with your brother, then come and offer up whatever you have to offer up to God. That's what he's saying here. And verse 25, the first part, he said, agree with your adversary quickly while you are underway with him. So he's saying here, reconcile with people and be and live and try and live at peace. Have a pe- live a peaceable life with people. Be careful with anger. That's what it says here. What he's referring to in verse 22. If you, for whatever reason, you are angry with your brother, go fix that. Reconcile that. Reconcile that relationship before you come before me. And if it's possible, be at peace. Live at peace with people. And that I'm referring to Romans now, chapter seven, Romans chapter twelve, verse seventeen and eighteen. It says, "Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but be careful to do what is right in the eyes of people." You don't have to turn there. I'm just telling you because that refers to what I'm reading in Matthew. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So, in re- in this, in relation to Matthew. Um, what I'm reading here in, cha- in chapter 5, verse 22, um, 24 and 25, say, go make peace, reconcile with people. Do what you can do. You're not responsible for what people do. What we ought to do is to reconcile with people and try to live and be at peace with others. But it's not only up to us, it's up to that person. That person has to be willing to reciprocate. Reciprocate. But we have to do what we have to do. As long as our conscience is clear, our heart is clear, pure, knowing that we did the best that we could to reconcile, then we are at peace before God. But that's why it says, agree with your adversary quickly while you're on the way. You try and make peace. Try and come to some agreement. Try to come to some type of reconciliation while you can before things spiral and get out of control. Okay? So those are things we got to pay attention to while we are on this earth living. And verse 33, if you jump to verse 33, he said, Jesus said, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, talking about the past, talking about, um, you know, the law, you shall not swear falsely, but you shall perform your oaths to God. To the Lord. But when I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. And verse 37, he said, Let your yes be yes, and your no, no. For whatever is more than that, than these, is from the evil one. Again, I'm reading again. You have heard that it said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely. But you shall perform your oaths before or to the Lord. And I'm jumping to verse 37. He said, let your yes be yes and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. And let me just break that down for you. Do not make promises. Don't make oaths. 
That's what he's saying. Keep your word. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. So he's saying if we commit to something, keep your word. If somebody make a request to you and you say, yes, I'm going to do it, keep your word and do it. If you said no, keep your word. But don't, you know, don't make oaths or promises. So now let me give you an example. We would say, if you do this for me, I promise that I will do this. I promise I will do that. You can trust me, I will do it. And many times, I'm not saying all the time, but many times people who speak like that, they don't keep their word. They don't keep their promises. Because when you say, trust me, I promise you, you are making an oath. And another thing, another you know, you've heard people say, I swear by my mother's this, or I swear by this, or I swear by that, that I will do it. That's an oath. And he says, anything more than your yes or no, it comes from the evil one. Why? Because your oath and your promise, many of us don't even keep it. We don't keep our oath. We don't keep our promises. So he says, better off, don't make promises. Don't make oaths that you're not going to keep. Because he said, anything more than, than a yes or no, it's, it, it's sin. So me, myself, I try not to say, I promise I'll do this, or I promise I'll do that. I try very consciously not to say these things anymore. I just answer, yes, I will do it. Or no, I cannot do it. Or I'm not willing to do it. Try to keep it as very simple so that I'm not making promises and taking things further than they need to so that I'll be allowing sin in my life. Okay? So we have to be very careful when we, when we start to... When, and be careful of people who always want to make promises. Oh, look, if you do this for me, I swear I will do this and I promise... You know, once they start that, you know, they are, they're just not, they're not going to keep their word. And I'm sure you, we all have examples of people like that. All right, let's jump to verse 43. You know, a lot of these I could spend a whole message talking about, but I just want to get these things in because I know we are coming, you know, we are in week five and then I have to go to week six on this. All right, verse 43. Again. Jesus is saying, you have heard that it, it was said, and this is true, uh, again, under the law, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He said, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of of your Father in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And sends the rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you. What reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only. What do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Or do so? Verse 48, Therefore, you shall be perfect, 
just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Listen, this is not easy to do. But if you trust God and, sub, and, and take steps of faith to do this, the Lord will bless you and manifest His glory in your life openly. And let me just go back to verse 43. He said, You have heard, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Do good to those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Now this is important. There are two really, really, really important statements Jesus, Jesus makes here and references. In verse 45, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. If you do what he says in verse 43, 44, he says you are acting like your father. And then he qualifies that by saying how you are like your father. Because he said in verse 45, also he makes the sun to rise under evil and under good. So the evil and the good are both blessed by God. Because he doesn't say, okay, only the good, only the good people I'm going to allow the sun to shine on and only on the good people I'm going to allow the rain to fall on. Both the evil and the just the sun shines on and the rain falls. Why? And everyone benefits from it. So what does that tell me? It tells me that we have to have compassion because that's compassion and mercy. God is no respecter of persons. He blesses all and, put, and give the opportunity to all to be blessed by him. Why? Because he understands the nature of man. And the unjust, he, he allows them to flourish and have and live and walk on this earth. Because there's always an opportunity. There's always a time and a place for them to have the, 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 the chance to be reconciled to him. To be snatched from darkness into light. That is the compassion of God. That is the compassion of God. He gives everyone an opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to be reconciled to Him. That's the compassion of God. So He's saying here, when we love those who hate us, when we Bless those who spitefully use us. When we, when, <clears throat> when we love our enemies, we are like our Father. Why? Because we understand that they are lost. We understand that they can't do anything about their condition. They need to be saved. They need a Savior. They need the light which is in us and through us. But when we show love, when we show mercy, when we extend compassion to people who are using us, who, are, who hate us. We are extending the love and the compassion and the mercy of God to them, giving them the opportunity to be translated from darkness into light. That is what is, how, that is, what is required of us. Because that is what the Lord did. That's what Jesus did. Before we were, we were saved, we didn't care about God. We had no time. But then the light of His presence, the light of His glory shone upon us. 
in whichever way we were brought to Him. And then we chose, we chose the light over the darkness. So the same way He had compassion on us is the same way we have to have compassion and show mercy to others. Verse 48. Therefore you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. That perfect doesn't mean perfect according to man's standard. The word perfect means a level of maturity. And that's from the Greek word. That word perfect is from the Greek word teleos. Which means complete. In various applications of labor, growth, mental and moral character. It's talking about and how that is revealed. How that teleos, that perfection, that maturity. Maturity and perfection are two different things. But the word perfect in the scripture here is the word teleos, which means mature. Okay? So that, I'm saying it's re, this maturity is revealing our attitude and our lifestyle. We show that we are like him, as he said in verse 45, sons of, the fa- of our Father in heaven. We show that we are like him when we show this maturity in our character, in the way we think. And which is revealing how what we say and what we do. Our maturity in Christ as sons of God is revealed in how we think and manifested in what we say and do. How we carry our lives. So if we really love our enemies, if we have compassion on them, it shows our maturity in Christ. That we are really sons of God. That's the revelation. That's the manifestation of that, of that maturity, of that teleos, that maturity in Christ. And two, it shows our holiness and our subjection to Him. A desire to do His will and not our own. Because when we, He said, love your enemy, do good for those who, who spitefully, who use you, who persecute you. The desire to do His will is to, when I say do His will, is to submit and do what Jesus just said to do. It shows, it shows our walk of faith because it takes faith to love your enemy. It takes faith to do good to those who use us, spitefully use us. It takes, that takes faith because in ourselves we don't have the power. We need the grace of God to extend love and compassion to people who don't like us. It takes grace to try to live at peace with people. Because I'm telling you, many times I try to avoid people. Because they just rub me the wrong way. But when I meet them, I'm very cordial. I'm I'm very kind. I'm kind to them. But I try to avoid people like that. That's why it says, in however you can, try to live at peace with people, with others. Try to be at peace. Because sometimes the only way you could be at peace is to avoid some people. And you're better off doing that. When I say avoid, I don't mean, you know, you have your Thanksgiving dinner or you have your Christmas dinner. Or I'm not going because X is there. No, that's the wrong attitude. You are the light. When you go there, you are to let your light shine. You have to let people see how you can... In the midst, you have issues with this this person that you are there 
and that you can still carry on a conversation with that person without having drama. That shows your maturity. That shows your teleos in Christ. Because your light is being manifested. Not only the Father has seen it, but everyone else who knows the issues. They say, wow, this person really has a sense of maturity and character about themselves. That they could actually be in this person's presence and not lose it. But, but show compassion and love. So we walk in love. When we show compassion. Because God is love. God is love. And when you are sons of God. And you are walking. In, and showing compassion and mercy. That's your expressing love. Because if God is love. Guess what? What light are we carrying? We carrying that love. That's the light that's in us. It's the love of God. That's what we are carrying. That's what we are expressing to people. When we forgive, when we show mercy, when we, when we love the, our enemies, we are expressing the love of God. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. I'm, I'm not even going to get through this, this message. I'll just pick it up next time. Matthew chapter 6. And I'll just go through a couple of verses and then, and then we're going to close. Matthew chapter 6. Let's start at verse 1. Listen to this. Jesus is saying, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds be, before men to, see, to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Verse 3. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That your char charitable deed may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Now this is not saying if you're going with some people to do, you know, to help other people, you don't go. It has nothing to do with that. Because <clears throat> you're part of a team. He's saying if you're doing things for people, don't pro don't you don't have to broadcast it. If you do if you personally not with a team but if you're personally doing things for people to help them you don't there is no need to broadcast it because if you broadcast it you won't get no reward from your from from God why because you're you you you're trying to elevate yourself you're trying to make yourself look right in other people's eyes like you're whatever it is it's pride. Because you want the focus back on yourself. He said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. But he said, when you're doing your charitable deeds, because if you are a child of God, he says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. You do your good works, but you don't do it to be praised. People might see you doing something, but they don't know the motive behind it. You don't need to broadcast your motives. You know, I'm, I'm, you know maybe I'm beating, the, I'm, I'm on this too much. But I'm just trying to tell you is the attitude in which you do things. We really have to make sure that we're not looking to be praised for whatever we do. Okay, verse number 5. Let's go to verse number 5 through 8 and I think I'll, I'll have to stop there. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. 
For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in, sec- in, who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Verse 7. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions, as the heathen does, for they think they, ha- they will have hurt, been heard for their many words. Verse 8. Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. I mean, did you just hear what I just said there? Your Father already knows the things you have need of before you even ask Him. So just like when you do your charitable deeds, prayer is the same thing. He said when you pray, basically, let me tell you in a nutshell, get to the point. Don't try to be eloquent and flowery about your prayers you get to the point and you pray what you need to pray but you don't do it for praise you do it because you want your prayers to be answered you do it because you love the person you're praying for you want their burdens to be relieved you pray with purpose You you pray with compassion you want people to be helped you want their situation to change you want their burden to be relieved that's the, uh, that's the light. That's a, a heart of compassion. You pray with a heart of love. Not for recognition. And I know many of this, on, uh, many people on this line, when I say, who would like to volunteer? Many people don't want to do it. Why? Because you're focusing on yourself. I'm not trying to beat anybody up. But you're, you're, you're internalizing it. It's about you. What do people think? I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray. It has nothing to do with that. Do you have love? Do you have compassion for others? Do you want to edify others? The Bible says, open your mouth and the Lord will fill it. We can't be afraid to pray. But if you know you're praying because you want to be heard and you want recognition, then you have the wrong motive. Then you're better off keeping your mouth shut. But he said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. If you're praying over a meal, pray over the meal. Don't pray for salvation. Don't pray for healing. Don't pray for what... Don't, that's not the time to pray for that. Get to the point. Pray for what, what the urgent matter it is we need to pray for. You pray for that. And do it out of love. Do it with purpose. And expect your prayers to be answered. Expect the words that's coming out of your mouth. That you know that God is hearing it. And God would answer it. Why? Because your motive is compassion. And you have a heart of love. And God honors those prayers. Why? Because they're not selfish prayers. So he says here. Don't use vain repetitions. People who pray like that. They don't know the heart of God. If you read and you if you read these scriptures and you really hear when God speaks, listen to me. God gets right down to the point. He gets right down to the nitty gritty. He don't mix we don't mix words. He gets to the point. And when he that's it. 
I don't want anybody to be offended about what I'm saying here. It has nothing. Once, if you're offended, check your heart. I'm trying to get you to see the heart of God. To see who we are as citizens of the kingdom of God. And how we ought to conduct ourselves as we represent this kingdom. Because everything that comes forth from our lives, everything we do to glorify God, it comes because we are tapped into this kingdom. And the power of this kingdom manifests through our lives. But it only happens and has power and is effective as only as good as, as the, of our heart and of our motives. You know, please, if you all know my heart. You know my heart. And I want us to grow. I don't want us to remain babies in Christ. The times we are living in and the days to come, they're not going to get easy. They're not going to be easier. We have to learn to grow. We have to learn to walk by faith. We have to learn who we are. Know that this is a battle for the for people's mind, for people's soul. And we, as sons of God, as carriers of this light, the people that we affect in our lives, the only way they're going to see the love of God is, and they're going to see Christ is through us. That's mainly the way people have an encounter with God. is through His people, His sons, the ones who are carrying this light. And I want us, when we... When we minister to people, and that's a simple way of saying when we share our testimony, share our life with people, you could tell them about this Jesus. You could tell them how we, you know, how He saved you, and how He blesses you, and why you're, and this kingdom that you're tapping in, in, and the power that's made available to you, and the fruit, how He answers your prayers, and your prayers are answered, your needs are met. Because I'm telling you. I'm telling you, in the midst of chaos, God is able to keep His people. And we have to be persuaded about these things. We can't be double-minded. I don't care about what coronavirus is doing. I don't care what the economy is doing. I don't care about, uh, about the division and the racism that's going on. Yes, I do care, but I understand where these things are taking us. Because the, the Bible clearly tells us why these things will happen. And it will happen. So I am seeing, I see these things, but I have to be focused on what really matters. And what matters is that people have to see this light in the, in the darkness that's happening in this world. We can't be, I can't be taken off track. I can't be taken off focus about what my purpose is. And my encouragement to you is that you know who you are and that you cannot be taken off of your purpose. What is that? He said, Jesus just said it to you. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of, of the earth. Let your light shine before men that they see your good works and glorify and honor the Father in heaven. That's why we're here. And this is the kingdom that we are tapped into. And if we are tapped into it, the glory and the power of God will be manifested and revealed through our lives. And people will be taken snatched from darkness into light. When we, when we share the goodness of God. When we share the love of God. I don't care if people don't like you. It doesn't matter. Pray for them. Pray for them. Do good. Don't do evil for evil. 
do good. Because the Bible also says, what you sow, you will reap. If you do evil, if somebody does you evil, they will reap evil. But if you do evil in response, you're going to reap it yourself. So sow love and, re and, re and, and receive love. Sow compassion and receive compassion. Sow mercy and receive mercy. Sow forgiveness and receive forgiveness. This is a spiritual principle. And we have to understand what this, what this, the, the dynamics of this world we are living in. Not only the physical, but the spiritual world. So I don't want us to be ignorant. I want us to have knowledge. Working knowledge. What is that? Understanding what, what this knowledge is. The wisdom of God to apply it to our, in our lives. And the, the fruit of it manifested honoring and glorifying God. We cannot be babes. We cannot be ignorant anymore. We got to learn. And learn to walk by faith and trust God.